0: How do we control money? Highlighters. Every Sunday, we go over all our statements, and we highlight the hot spots. And that's how we came up with intelligent text alerts that help watch over your money. Our customers give us the best ideas. Huntington, welcome. Message and data rates may apply. Nationally ranked academics and a 94% job placement rate are hallmarks of an Ohio Northern University education. Polar Preview Day is November 9th. Visit onu.edu for details. Hello and welcome, Uncle Sam Soccer Podcast, and yes, we are live here, October twenty third, two thousand and nineteen, talking to you about MLS Cup playoffs. You know the drill, listeners. I'm Stephen Jodder, and joining me down in Dallas is Armanca Fine. Up in Minnesota is Jake Retrova. Listeners, send in your thoughts at Uncle Sam Soccer Pod. We want to hear them. The random questions, thoughts on MLS. Everything in between, just send it our way at Unc Sam Soccer Pod. Jake, Armand, how we doing tonight? I'm doing okay. Armand, how are you doing? <laughs> just okay, Jake. You got mice in your house. I got uh, yeah, I got mice.
1: So uh, yeah, things have been better, so to say. But uh, yeah, we're 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 handling the situation. We're getting rid of them as best we can. Armand. Do you have a mice problem?
2: I don't have a mice problem, but my eyes are already messed up because I have glasses right now. Uh, are hurting after watching a game behind a net for ninety minutes. So who thought that uh, was a I good th- idea? Uh, Don the, the New York Mets.
0: <laughs> you think it's the Mets that said, "Nah, you know what?" They
1: said, we- you, "You you can you can play in our, our stadium, but you're gonna ta- we, we can't take down the fall nettings because it's." uh october and we don't know anything about playing baseball in october and that's why the nets are still up yeah i don't i don't know where i'm going with that joke the nets suck that's what i'm trying
2: to say <laughs> oh my eyes are hurting so bad it's honestly an embarrassment for mls like seriously what was that like a bunch of nets like they made the game borderline unwatchable i'm gonna say it right now it, you it, think it, it was made that the game bad board. I thought the I pitch thought
0: was... was better though than what it's off uh, Dude, that Everything the Yankee Stadium.
2: A- a- everything about City Field was good except for the stupid net. If I have to watch the game behind a net, I would have been ten times happier. Well ten times. Ten times happier. Well, MLS
0: at Ormanka 5 if they wanna to respond to
2: Send me a jersey. Sorry. <laughs>
0: okay. Anyway, all right. Let's let's get to this game, guys. First game of the conference semifinals and NYCFC hosted Toronto at Citi Field, not Yankee Stadium, and guess what guys? The Rowe team prevails. What is our instant reaction to this? Listeners at Unc Sam Soccer Pod send in your
2: thoughts. But are we surprised? I'm not surprised. I picked them to win. So, is Jake surprised?
1: I'm not surprised. I kind of pegged them to be the well, I think a lot of people peg Toronto FC to be the dark horse. So, but no, I'm not surprised because we've seen this for the last couple of years from NYCFC, the inability to win uh, to win big games. I mean, Steven, you harped on LAFC so much during this season about how they can't beat the LA Galaxy. They, you know, shriveled up against RSL last year, and I, I want to hear this take on NYCFC now because this has been three years running where they're perennial favorites in the Eastern Conference, and then when the you know matches start to really matter, they curl up in the fetal position.
0: Well, let's take a page out of the NBA, guys. NYCFC was simply missing superstars. Yeah, they're a talented team. You can coast your way through the regular season. You'd be the Boston Celtics. Coast your way through the regular season. And guess what? When the time comes, when the lights Get their brightest. NYC have failed. Yeah, they've had superstars in the past. Lampard, Pierlo, Davi Villa. But this club is increasingly becoming like their city rivals in New York Red Bulls. Failure in the playoffs. Red Bulls go 10 straight seasons. Lose in the playoffs to 10 different teams. Do you know how impossible that is? 10 different teams in 10 straight years they lose in the playoffs. Wow. And then here comes NYCFC, right? Pretty damn good in the regular season through their first several years of existence in MLS, and they fail in the big games consistently. Guys, this is a problem. NYCFC have a loser mentality problem in the playoffs, and I have no idea what's going to solve them. Maybe they're better off Playing away from home on an actual soccer pitch. Change it up for once. Be on the road. Because they're always a they they're always a higher seed when it comes to the playoffs. So are you saying they should lose? Like, <laughs> yeah, why not?
2: I, I, be the I, underdog. I, 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 be I the underdog. Right there. I, I don't. I don't know, man. I, I thought they actually played pretty well. I thought it was just some dumb, just some dumb mistakes. Both their goals that they gave up came from nothing. Can we be honest here? Like, can we admit that? They kind of had a not sharp first half, and they kind of got into the groove. They allowed an early goal in the second half, but for most of the second half, they had Toronto on their back foot and they capitalized and scored. Go look at Toronto's first goal. I mean, come on, dude. It, it's like, you know, when you're playing, you're just heading a ball around, you're just messing around. That's what it was kind of like, and then they capitalized and scored. All right, NYC gets one back. All right, cool. Against, I guess, the run of play, to be honest with you, uh, Moderita makes a rash challenge late and gives a penalty. It's just. It's, as dumb as it's going to sound, it's just individual mental errors. I don't
0: think they played that badly. You're right, Armand. They did not play that badly. But, come on. The lights are the brightest. It's a big game. Toronto got lucky, sure. But that's going to happen. You need a little bit of luck in the playoffs. For every team, even the great teams. Regardless of sport, you always need a bounce to go your way. And NYCFC in the second half looked superb. They were on the front foot. But then you have an idiotic play in the 90th minute. I mean, Jake, what was your reaction in the 90th minute?
1: That was such a brutal challenge. I I, I, huh, I can't believe. I, I can't remember who had the ball for uh, Toronto. Who drew the penalty for Toronto there. there but is. He was, oh my God. To make that challenge in that spot was just was horrible i i don't understand why why that that tackle was even attempted in that situation you have to know where you are in the match you know late in the game 90th minute you cannot be t- trying to make tackles from uh uh tackling players from behind <laughs> that late in the ball game i mean armand what did you think about it
2: i couldn't believe it to be honest with you it's, it's terrible and uh, it, it, he started crying like he knew exactly what happened it was it was just such a bad challenge. Like it was just not needed, like you said. It was just it was just a horrible decision. You sit there and you're like, What are you doing? And you're like, wow, great job. I know, I see you shot yourself in the foot twice. That's terrible. I, I, man, it it I was that was that was a weird way to end that game. But I mean, I guess credit to Toronto because Jake, I know we talked about okay, like maybe we shouldn't be as surprised. However, they did it without Josie Altador, which is that's pretty that's pretty amazing.
1: Well, we we said last week how if Josie Altador wasn't gonna wasn't playing for Toronto FC, we we might be asking a lot of the of the team to go and beat DC United and what do they do? Well they They, they smash, they, they smash D C United. They hang four goals on them in extra time. So clearly this team can win without Josie Alstor, and we we saw it against DC United, and we saw it again tonight.
0: I mean, I guess the real question here goes, does the regular season even matter that much? I mean, we harped. The the reaction from the weekend was home field advantage, right? Crazy games, crazy scorelines, but the home team... Majority of the the weekend games, right? This past weekend was the home team. And here you have a home team not playing in their own building get knocked out. They had a ton of days off. Toronto just played extra time in their 5-1 thumping of D.C. United in Toronto. So they were playing tired. They had a quick turnaround. They had to get to NYCFC. They, too, had to play in a building they've never been familiar with.
1: But, but Stephen, think about this for a second. While Toronto FC may have been tired coming off a match this past weekend that went uh, 120 minutes, keep in mind, NYCFC also—I mean, they hadn't played a competitive match in almost three weeks, too. So there is— some rust factor there. I get it. They went and played the Chicago fire last weekend in front of nobody, which is like a regular season game in Chicago. (laughs) Shots. Sorry, Chicago fire fans shots fired there. But I mean, this team has not played in a, in a match with any intensity for the last three weeks or so. So for them to come out of of the game, flat footed, and to see Toronto out on the front foot shouldn't be all that surprising to us.
0: Yeah, I mean, Armand Stadium playing away from Yankee Stadium. Do you think that had an effect? Big, big effect on NYCFC. And secondly, this rust factor—is it an unfair advantage that these, you know, the the one seed has so much time off that they're not in a rhythm of playing meaningful soccer, meaningful so- football?
2: So let me let me let me tell you this I uh, I think first off we did actually see the effects of uh, uh Toronto playing 120 minutes uh you know versus NYC having the week off towards the end towards right. the second half in the middle of the second half I think we saw Toronto's level start to drop and NYC start to grow into the match and go for it so I think we did see that uh, but Overall, I think a coach has to be prepared no matter what. You have to get your team prepared no matter what. If it's a two-and-a-half-week layoff, well, you're, you're going to have to be ready. It, like it, it is what it is. But with the field, the field looked a little bit bigger. Honestly, you could probably say it, it probably played a little bit better. Uh, I think it looked nicer. I don't think it, that had anything to do with it. I think NYC played fine. They just made key mistakes in the game. It's not like... Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a game uh, uh, to reference. It's not like you know, Red Bulls, for example, right? Red Bulls completely ran out of gas towards the end of their game, and they like deserve. They 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 did not. They it felt like they, they didn't want to win the game from like 60 minutes onward, right? But when I talk about a team like NYC, I thought they really played fine, guys. It's just those mental mistakes and just making those key errors, on those key times, really cost them. I don't know about you guys. But I, I, it the result felt a tad unfair. But I mean, football is football, you know. Like it doesn't yeah, unfair, really. TFC on the
0: road, they grind NYCFC out. They get a, a fluky goal, and then they create two a couple, fluky goals. Two fluky goals. But I mean, you still have to credit them,
2: you right? Know? Yeah, you can credit them. But I feel like the result is still a little unfair towards NYC. But again, it's playoffs. Unfair doesn't matter, right? Right, right, right. I mean, I, I
0: guess the real, qu- you know, that we we come back to this question: Is did the better team win? And listeners, send in your thoughts at Unc Sam Soccer Pod. We want to hear it. Your reaction to NYCFC versus Toronto? Are you mad? Are you an N- NYCFC fan? Are you angry with what you just saw? And if you're a Toronto fan, you must be thrilled. Conference finals after uh, a failure of having. Last season the way that went down, here you come off winning the title in 2017, 2018 failure. Here in 2019, I wrote you guys off. I wrote my apology letter and here you are in the conference finals. Jake, you have the final word before we get to our first break.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised Toronto FC beat NYCFC. I mean, yeah, NYCFC was favored in the East. They were the, the 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 top point getter when the season was all said and done. But you know, it's kind of one of those uh, kind of one of those things where fool me once, shame on you; fool me twice, shame on me. I kind of feel a little bit betrayed by NYCFC because I had them in Atlanta, kind of one A and one B in the Eastern Conference, and I should have known NYCFC in the past, has lost in big games. And I think one of you mentioned it. They are like their crosstown counterparts, New York Red Bulls. And they just choke when it matters most. And again, we saw it tonight.
0: All righty. We'll be back. We'll talk more in my CFC and TFC, and as well as get into this report by World Soccer Talk on MLS Playoff Ratings. All righty. Actually, listeners, we're going to talk about Seattle, Real Salt Lake, since that game is going to kick off here in, what, 20 minutes? And Armand.
2: Yeah, just about. Sorry.
0: Yeah, no, we we had a question get sent in sure. by uh, one of our listeners, and he wants to know. This is coming from Jonathan Roz. I hope I pronounced that right. Actually, uh, my two, boy Roz. Yeah, hey, two questions here. First of all, if you're an FC Dallas fan, should you – who do you root for?
2: I mean, come on. I don't think that's the question. If you're actually Dallas fan, you're RSL, right? You, you don't want to see Seattle win, not your playoff rival. Come on, man. All right. Definitely RSL. All
0: right. And, and we'll, we'll save Jonathan's uh, question here once the game gets kicked off. But, guys, Real Salt Lake, Seattle Sounders and in a very intriguing match. Reason being is Seattle beat RSL early on in the season 1-0 at CenturyLink. And then when Seattle traveled to Real Salt Lake, they lost 3-0. And uh, uh, one important stat, just like the NYCFC Toronto game, Sounders coming off a match where they played 120 minutes versus FC Dallas. And that was an, an intense back and forth. Meanwhile, RSL in sleet, rain, snow, whatever you want to call it, only went 90 minutes versus Portland. So, Jake, RSL has been scoring, apparently.
1: Yeah, which is crazy because I'm looking at their roster right now, and I wouldn't necessarily say they have a lot of, uh, I don't know, if perennial goal scorers this is the right phrase, but there's nobody outside of Albert Rushnak who I don't even know if I consider an elite goal scorer in MLS, I mean, 10 goals is still nice, but there's nobody on that roster that you look at and go, oh, that guy's like a like a Carlos Vela, or that guy's like a Zlatan Ibrahimovic, or that guy's like a Joseph Martinez. And granted, those three just named could arguably be the three greatest goal scorers in this league's history, <clears throat> but there's nobody on RSL that you look at, and it kind of gives you pause. or somebody you feel like you have to, the game plan around, Jefferson, Savarino, yeah, he's nice. Eight goals, five assists, like I already mentioned Albert Rushnak, ten goals. You have Sam Johnson, who has nine goals this year, but I don't think he's scored all that much since uh since the end of May. So it's just funny because like I said, there's just not a lot of guys out there that you look at and you go, Oh, that guy scares me. That guy is somebody we've got to keep so, an eye on.
0: So what about this stat since the gold cup RSL has given up? Oh, sorry. Now I'm an idiot. Never mind. This is an important stat, Armand. RSL six four and one since the intern manager, Freddie I'm gonna butcher this last Freddy name. Freddie Juarez. Juarez, Freddy is, Juarez is six four and one since August eleventh, but there are they are one, two, and two in away matches. A win in Vancouver, losses at Portland and Minnesota and a draw at Galaxy.
2: So uh who was the guy who thought that uh RSL would be a contender. It's me, baby. I'm back. Oh, my God. I, 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 really? I think Should we pop R- some really? bottles? I, I, think, I think RSL has a chance to knock off Seattle, and I'm not saying that uh, because of my uh, my pick or anything. I just think, awkwardly enough, RSL is just a very, like I said, dynamic team. You have you have a potential. I mean, Jake, you mentioned it. they might not be household names, but a guy like Jefferson Savarino, Demir Krylock, who had that amazing goal against LAFC last year. Roo snack, uh, we could go. We can go through this. You have experience that back with Nick Armando, reigning Rookie of the Year Corey Baird. I want to see how they handle the overloads that Seattle had. We saw FC Dallas handle them right. Uh, they put Reggie Cannon at right wing, and he was able to track back. And Dallas got burned. But I was talking to someone today, and it's not like Seattle did anything amazing in those goals, right? Uh, the first goal was a great individual effort from rally Diaz. The second one, it was just it was pretty poor defending. You had Radoziger to st- step up, header over the top, boom. Jordan Morris, uh, I think is there Jordan Morris or uh, Lodero was through. I can't remember which I one. I think it was but Morris
0: because Morris had I think the hat it was trick. Morris.
2: Well, yep. Uh, but I mean, looking at this, like I I think are so spook- spooky enough that they can, that they can do it, that they can handle it. Uh, you really love this spookiness. I mean, no, is everybody spooky like to some like... degree?
1: No, it's no, Halloween, no. Steven. It's Halloween.
2: No your seasons. No, not, <laughs> everyone's not everyone's spooky. But I think personally, RSL is one of those teams that can I can scare you. And I think they have a chance tonight against a Seattle team who is dynamic, right? But they they showed signs of, you know, arm the armor cracking a little bit. Okay, uh, but Ar-
0: Armand, defensively, right, you have to worry. With Seattle, they have given up two or more goals at least two or more goals ten in the last fifteen uh, ten out of their last fifteen games mm-hmm. they are leaky at the back and Jake uh, if you don't mind uh, if you don't mind pulling up the starting eleven for Seattle and RSL as we are what more or less fifteen twenty minutes away, uh away from kickoff. Armand, I, I know you you think the upset could happen, but the Sounders have not lost a playoff match at home since 2013.
2: I don't care about those records, baby. Hey, man, history history
0: records. tends to repeat itself.
2: I don't care about those records. I, I want to see it. I want to see a dynamic performance from this RSL team. And what I mean, look, they had a gritty win against uh, the Timbers. And you know what? It, like I said, that thirty minutes. This is gonna be the first matchup we're gonna see, guys, where both teams played over the weekend. I want to see that dynamic as well. Do we see the thirty minutes that Seattle had, the extra thirty minutes Seattle had, be- affect them during the game as well? What so about the, What about
0: the? What about mentally how these players are going to react? And F- uh, Seattle gave up the lead multiple times against FC Dallas. Didn't completely give up the lead, but they allowed FC Dallas to enter right back in the match. RSL had a one nothing lead. Portland comes back and our RSL goes on to win, but I'm not too certain that 30 minutes is going to make that big of a difference because guess what? Seattle got to stay at home. RSL had to travel.
2: Yeah. Travel like how much though?
0: Yeah, that's fair, but it's still travel. Nonetheless, and, and, and we, since we the need goal, Jake's
2: take, we need Jake's take. Well,
0: okay, yeah, Jake.
1: I haven't heard Jake's voice in a minute. I'm, I've been too busy looking up the starting lineups. I can, give you a, I can give you a drink opening if you want that as a take. Uh, I, th- I can give you RSL's lineup. I can give uh, you Seattle's lineup. I have I have the image right here in front of me if uh, you want me to I go have, through it. I have
2: the image right here too. I got to stand for RSL boys, you know?
1: By the way, I just want to give a hand clap to the RSL, or not RSL, Seattle Sounders, Twitter, their graphic. I really appreciate when teams – Put, put their formation. This, put the formation instead of what RSL did, which was just a guy, five guys in a row, and then six guys in a row, and it's like it's you know what's going on here. I don't know. This could be. What is this? A six-five-zero? Is that what we're playing? <laughs> what's going on here? No goalkeeper. <laughs> no goalkeeper. Why is Nick Armando on goalkeeping? It says he's playing
2: in the back line. What's going on here? I'm just saying. But Armand, <laughs> go ahead. Go go ahead. Give us RSL's lineup. So I'm going to have to do an alphabetical or a numerical order because that's what it's listed as. But we have Danny Toya, Kyle Beckerman, Jefferson Severino, Demir Krylock, Albert Rusnak, Nidam oh, – I'm a to butcher his name. Uh, Onuai – that's wrong. Yeah, he's favorite QPR. Justin Glad, Corey Baird, Nick Romano, Aaron Herrera, and Everton Luis to round up the starting lineup. Let's hear how Seattle's lining up. Jake.
1: Uh, in the net, we got Stephen Fry. Working left to right is Smith, Kim, Torres, and Leerdum at the back.
0: Can we just can we pause there for a second? What? This is the biggest part for Seattle if they can clean up this this back line. Kim, Kim, he was terrible against Dallas, and he's had a run of pretty bad performances. If RSL can pick up pick on him, I think they have a pretty good opportunity to stay in the match. And, and and create opportunities for themselves. We know Seattle loves to allow goals to go in. There's the, the defender that you want to pick on. But go ahead, Jake.
1: Sure thing, baby. In the midfield,
0: Christian Roldan.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were waiting for that, weren't you?
1: I was waiting for that. Uh, Roldan, Svensson. Followed by Morris Ladero and Jones to run out the midfield with Raul, uh, Raul Rui Diaz starting up top for the Seattle Sounders. So,
0: hey, Armand, I don't know if you know this stat, but how, how well has Rudy Diaz been performing in the playoffs? Do you know? In three games, what do you think his stat line is?
2: Well, he had like probably three or four goals, yeah.
0: Yeah, and three MLS game playoff games, four goals, two assists.
2: Yep. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I hope so, but so I to clarify, guys, I want to give you all the RSL lamp, actual formation instead of just reading off names. So in net, obviously Nick Armando, Looking at uh, you're going from left to right. Uh, Aaron Herrera, uh, yeah, a- a- Aaron Herrera is a key a, a key part in there. Looking at the lineup does not match up with the one on Google, so I'm going to have to go back and figure that out. Uh, But, no, but honestly, transitioning back to what we were talking about, Steven, I think you're right. The defense for uh, Seattle has been leaky without Chad Marshall. I think we talked about that on the show. And you know what? I think that the offense of a guy like Jefferson Severino, of a guy like Demir Krylock who can occupy those spaces, can generate problems uh, for – for the Sounders uh, as RSL looks to go forward.
0: Yeah. Uh, This is going to to be a a fun matchup. I think we're going to see a lot of goals.
2: You know, I think a lot of people are like, you know, uh, think it's going to be a boring game. I don't think so, baby. I think it's going to be
0: a great game. I think it could go one of two ways. Either it's extremely boring or it's a lot of fun because you're going to have a lot of tired players. And once players get tired... Bad things happen. Mistakes happen defensively. You could have uh, just the floodgates open up.
1: Well, guys, since returning from the Gold Cup in July, the Mercer Island Magician has notched nine goals and six assists from their last 13 starts. Uh, Can we
0: talk about that for a little bit? Jordan Morris, what a performance he had for himself against Dallas. Dallas. Jordan uh, Morris
2: is one-fourth Persian. Just saying, oh, no.
0: No, no, no. There you go. I'm, I'm going to
1: – Jordan Morris is a loser. I'm sticking <laughs> oh. by that tweet. I'm sticking by that tweet. Why? Why, Why not? I hate Jordan Morris. I you hate know Jordan Morris. He's done nothing. He's a great we, guy. We don't stand Jordan Morris on this show, okay? We stand a lot of people, Armand, but we do not stand no, Jordan No, no,
0: no, 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 no. You don't stand. You don't
1: stand Jordan no, Morris. No, we're, this is a united front. We, he's we soft, don't but he's been damn are. good.
0: Nine <laughs> goals and six assists and 13 starts. I like that. You have to be pretty happy if, if you're an American, knowing that one of your Americans is actually p- producing in your domestic league.
1: I wish he was doing it for the national team though, but
0: hey. <laughs> that's a combination hey, for another day. That's that's uh that's,
2: yeah. His goals it. were scrappy though, guys. Like who in cares in the back of the net? No, no, no. no, no. I'm just saying, like there, there's a scrappy player. He's he's you know feasting on those scraps. But that's a,
0: that's your traditional US men's national team striker. A scrappy guy that goes out there oh, and puts my. in the back of the net. You, so you're a Jordan Morris Stan. Yeah, I, I, I think he's good at the moment. Yes. Yeah. put him in the U.S. men's national team lineup.
2: Do you think he's the best player on Seattle?
0: Oh, uh, no. Oh, uh, it's him. I think Fry makes a case for himself because he is spectacular. He's a big game is player. Is he
2: Swiss? Is he Swiss? Yes. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, <laughs> there we go. There That's it device. is. We found it.
0: All right, well. <laughs>
1: okay, let's... hey, hey, when are you going to – let me know about the Patriots too. Let's talk about the Patriots let's before uh, the
0: Patriots. show's up. Okay, next segment, we'll talk about the Patriots. Listeners, at Unxam Soccer Pod, we will get to your questions. We'll talk about MLS ratings as well as get more. Players
2: are walking out right now, guys. Yes, players are walking almost time. Out.
0: Tune in to uh, FS1 for that match as well as we'll continue our reaction with Toronto and New York City. FC. All righty, we're back. And, uh, Jake, we got a, a certain DM about our message from a listener about Jordan Morris.
1: I didn't know me and Jonathan Roz. Is it Roz? Yeah, Roz. I didn't know Jonathan Roz and you were boys until now. <laughs> but we definitely are boys now. Yeah. He, he agrees with me. Jordan Morris sucks. F you and your hat trick. With a smiley face with sunglasses
0: on, well, so that, that's just the FC Dallas take in him. Well, either or. I uh, stay.
1: Jonathan, me, we I stand Jonathan Roz, we're boys now, so
0: um yeah. Uh guys, I had a quick question for you. When we watched uh because we all did watch the F C Dallas Seattle Sounders match, uh John Strong repeatedly said on the broadcast that the atmosphere was just down a notch from what he regularly gets when he's at CenturyLink. Do you think that's the case tonight? I know I have the game on mute, yes, so I can't yes, really tell. Yes, I'm watching
2: it right now. The atmosphere that's... of Century League has been on a decline for the last few years, man. Whoa, whoa, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not forget John
1: Strong came up through Portland Radio. Okay, but well, he's a Timbers he's... guy. Okay, oh, come, come on. on. You can't. You can't. You can't. Oh, no. no. Let's just call a spade a spade,
2: okay? <laughs> no, okay. If I'm saying it, like, what bias do I have? Like, there is no – I think you're, it's, you're it's come medium. down a notch. I think it's come down a notch. I agree with what John says. I I don't think it's as imposing as it used to be. It's definitely not as imposing. Wait, as, wait, wait. wait.
0: Uh, I, I was just saying it as a, a one-game thing. Is is this like a trend? Are we saying that the, the... – I feel
2: like – I don't know. That, like You know how like Atlanta occasionally sells out their 70,000-seat stadium? Or like maybe that's a new shiny toy effect or something like that. I haven't seen Seattle do that in a while, and they used to do that for their big games against Portland, if you all remember. They haven't done that in a while, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. I could because be just... they have too many effing
1: games against Portland. That's why they don't do it anymore, because it's lost its uh, appeal. It's not like this they big. One. It's like playing it's
0: like... USA versus Mexico. Not with well,
1: that. Or you play. they play Portland, what, three times in an MLS season, and they have to play them in the U.S. Open Cup because they're the regional. Well, they, play match them twice. Up.
2: No, they play them twice in the MLS season. They play them once at home and the the home game for the open cup is at starfire which is not even so i don't get it i i just don't think that like Water seattle down. seattle seattle's uh their their team is and the atmosphere and whatever is over there is like it should be a model right because even after the hype of like the early expansion days has gone down they still get 30 or 40k and that's a, a damn good number but compared to old seattle man it's like, look at all the tarps. Did you <laughs> yeah. all see the tarps? Yeah, like, I know Roz, Roz is actually at the game, uh, the Dallas-Seattle uh, game. Maybe you can throw us a tweet and tell us how it sounded over there. Yeah. But, I mean, from an outsider's perspective, it, it looks kind of meh. I well, don't know. All right. Well, moving on here. Game did
0: just kick off. We'll we'll keep you posted if, if something happens, listeners. Uh, but, guys – We talked about this in our group chat this morning, but here's a headline from World Soccer Talk. MLS TV ratings slump 19% during the regular season. Playoffs take a nosedive. Nosedive. Are we surprised?
2: Uh, I wonder who this is from.
0: I said World Soccer Talk.
2: Oh, my God.
0: Take it for what it is. Take it with a grain of salt. Take it with 100 grains of salt. I don't care. Right now, they're the only ones that produce some sort of number and it's quite interesting 19% nosedive, jake
1: yeah i thought i saw though espn had a 2% growth though in their mls viewership uh
2: a week or so ago so yeah i th- you sent that well, to they us pulled, but They this pulled is- a great number for i think i think the number is out for minnesota galaxy ooh, I think- ooh, ah! Who wrote the
1: World Soccer Talk article? Was it Christopher Harris?
2: Yes. Yeah, that guy.
1: <laughs> All right, let's get a little tinfoil
0: Ted going here.
1: All right, put on our tinfoil hats.
0: Okay, listeners, join us.
1: I, I think Christopher Harris runs a uh, a European based soccer blog, right? A, an American soccer blog based upon European soccer. Is that correct? Anybody? Anybody here you, you read this? You see this? You hear about this?
0: Yes. I, no? I, no. Wait, yes. what is it? I don't
1: know, but I, this is what I would read on Reddit. I, I just think that this guy's out for MLS and he's trying to get the American audience to...
0: Well, you, you know how he's out to get to MLS? Who? But, oh,
1: uh, how? Sorry, how, how, how?
0: How? Because he, he writes in the article, how does MLS fix their TV ratings problem? And guess uh, what comes up? Guess More people should what like soccer
1: up. in the U.S. What? More people should like soccer in the U.S.? I mean, that's how you fix the problem. <laughs> what no. a concept.
0: No, no, no. What concept do you think gets thrown out in this article?
1: Calendar, promotion, relegation, yep. get rid the salary yeah. cap, um, you know, Ben Fast, um, <laughs> Ted, what's his face? Ted Uncle. Ted Uncle. <laughs> oh, God, we've gone off the rails on this one already. <laughs> Anyway, but no, I mean, is, it's the same. It's the same BS that all those guys talk about. Oh, if they play. And me and Steven and Armand, we had this argument about the, the calendar earlier today. Oh, oh, if the calendar was uh, fixed, they'd be able to get bigger names in here or, I, in the league. Really? I, I, I don't see how <clears throat> them being on a European based calendar would then all of a sudden draw an, an influx of higher quality players wanting to play in mls i don't see how promotion and relegation is going to make players magically better everyone points to jamie vardy well it's like the jamie vardy story is like one of like a hundred thousand not every player is able to go from like the fifth tier of a leagues or of a country's domestic league structure and then wind up as the country's you know Two or three best strikers. I don't know. It's all BS. I hate Okay, people. well, Move on.
0: Let's Jake move on. is all about the BS. MLS playoffs dropped 54%. I mean, th- this is... Here's things. The league is growing, right? Expansion. You just had Sacramento. This opening weekend was fantastic. Was it not? Jake Hermont. Was this not the best opening weekend in MLS playoff history? As far as scorelines, storylines? Yes. Maybe MLS is in there, and I said it on, the, on on one of our preview shows, that, you know what, playoffs really don't matter because people aren't going to tune in. And you can have spectacular matches, and they did have spectacular matches, and nobody watched. They were going up against college football. Uh, MLB playoffs, although I don't think there was a game. Uh, was there a game Saturday? Was that the, the Astros walk-off? Yeah. Yep. So they were going up against other sports. Guess what? MLS is going up against Thursday Night Football. The World Series is on tonight. Oh, this RSL Seattle game will pull no numbers.
2: (laughs) And and, and, and never
0: mind. And never mind. These games are starting at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock on the East Coast. Although I'm intrigued to
2: see how El Trafico's ratings do. Yeah, but that starts even later. I think that's going to be an outlier. I think that's going to be an outlier, and it's going to have like a 400K. Could be higher, tbh. But ESPN is even hype up the game, man. Has is, has this game been hyped? No. I don't know. I, I, this... I,
1: I was at the gym this morning. Okay, believe it or not, I was working out. Okay, <laughs> you wouldn't believe it, even if you saw it. At about six thirty, they did a little promo for it on Sports Center.
2: So, a.m. or p.m. Uh, a.m. I mean. Who's up at 6 a.m.? Me. I was working out. <laughs> okay, but uh, t- before I, I
0: I guess we can start talking about tomorrow's matches if we really want to. But is. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Did y'all see that? <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> no. I knew it. Jake. I
1: you, knew you'd you, get one of those. I knew You and, and get I one were one. right.
0: We it, This was oh bound my God, to happen. I just got nailed in the head. All right, Armand. Armand. Arman, focus. Focus, buddy. Focus. Focus.
2: We're live. I mean I'm watch I'm watching this and I see Lodero just smashed his shot, hit the post. Yeah. Like if we're doing a live con a game, let's at least throw a little shout out to the game. Ooh Ooh.
1: <laughs> I don't even know I'm not, i not uh, low key I'm not even watching the game right
0: now.
2: What what, what was it?
0: Monone scored that one episode. Yeah. That was during the uh Oh, oh the, the that Houston the Houston, the Houston the Houston Minnesota
1: United match and like September was after the LAFC win, and uh, I was. I I recorded the match, and Armand decided to react to yeah, troll me basically. Like, oh, Vita Monone just scored, and that's when I knew that he was BSing me. But he never warned me that United was down 2 0 to Houston and should have just told me to not watch it. But he sometimes you think you know your friends, and other times, you know, they're just. A-holes. I don't know where
0: this is going. (laughs) Okay, back to MLS TV ratings. LA Galaxy versus LAFC in the playoffs. Jake, I'm sorry. Bye-bye, Minnesota. Everybody wanted the Galaxy to win Sunday night.
2: Dude, I'm so happy the Galaxy won.
0: Is this not the biggest game in MLS history?
2: Whoa, 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 Chief. No, I'm serious. Dead
0: ass serious. Yeah, whoa, 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 chief. Of course it's the biggest game in MLS history. <laughs> oh my god!
1: Come on, Armand, what are you talking about? This is the biggest game in MLS history. If the TV ratings do not do well, they're not going to do well because they're starting the match at nine thirty or nine forty-seven or whatever. Because that's what they do. I I mean I agree, but I mean is, is MLS
0: worried about these TV ratings? If they're do they even care for TV ratings? We talked about it in a group chat. There's a lot of NFL mixover, and the NFL has sold, a, made a ton of profit with its TV deals. That is how MLB, the NBA, and the NFL makes a lot of its revenue is through TV deals. That's how leagues
2: are supposed to make money. Like. But, but MLS
0: doesn't have any revenue coming from TV because nobody's watching. And the question is, the biggest game in MLS history, will it draw people to it? It has superstars. It has true hatred between clubs. It has a history. You have a team that has never won MLS Cup going up against the team that has won the most in MLS. It's a fantastic, sexy match. The question is will people tune in? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, baby. <laughs> you two suck, listeners. I'm,
1: I'm I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm, I'm going to watch it. Oh, we're going to be live. Gonna...
0: We're doing this all over again tomorrow, eight thirty. Oh, y'all might be live. Central I still time. might be taking yeah, yeah, an exam.
1: Yeah, yeah, you might be live, Stephen. But I don't. I mean,
0: but I'll be taking I'll an exam. <laughs> Jake, you said you're going to be there.
1: Yeah, up till a certain time. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, hey, anyway, all I'm saying is. I don't know what I'm saying. This is, is going to be fun. This match is going to be fun. I don't think it'll get that great ratings. Who do we have, winning? I mean, Who do we have winning? Who do we have I'm winning? Who do we have winning? We're not doing LAFC. predictions. We're not doing too predictions. Late.
2: already did it. Too late. LAFC. Okay. Well, i am going to LAFC too because it's like it's like a good story, you know? Like you have to beat like the enemy that like, you know, has like ruined all your life. Wow. Like that's what's going to happen. And they're going to win MLS Cup if that happens. If they lose, then my story is kind of ruined. Yeah, it's it's that was
0: just a poor take to begin with. At Unc Sam Soccer Pod, send in your hate mail, your thoughts, your love. At Armakfi, at Jacob at Steven Joderant. We'll be back for our final segment after this. Alrighty listeners, we are back for our final segment and uh some more questions and thoughts can sent in via our Twitter at Unc Yeah,
1: we'll start with my guy Jonathan Raz here on this Seattle match. The Seattle match had thirty seven thousand and as I can tell you, thirty six thousand eight hundred of those fans never sat down the whole match. Maybe as an FC Dallas fan, that is a big deal, so take that paradigm into consideration. But it was One of the most intense MLS games I've ever been to.
0: Can I? I Can can I just poop all over this for a second?
1: Yeah, go ahead. Then I got my take.
0: Okay, granted, I get it, but this is an FC Dallas fan going to Seattle. Like the atmospheres (laughs) at Dallas games suck. So anything
2: atmosphere uh, high school soccer game is better than when I FC Dallas game. Come on now.
0: So so this was a natural step up. The question is how, you know, John Strong calls all these big games. Sure. So, granted, I, I mean, but we got to – here we have two compelling uh, competing thoughts here. John Strong on the broadcast said the atmosphere sucked. And then you got one of our listeners, who, uh, Jonathan Ross, who said, no, the, the atmosphere was great. I know, Jake, you were at the Minnesota match. I can't I believe we missed that.
1: I was going to tell you about that. Oh, yeah. I feel like I, I really can relate to this
0: message by our guy Jonathan
1: here as the only member of this podcast to attend a playoff match this
0: year. Well, One well, of some the, of us are just not as lucky uh-huh, as you are.
1: Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. That's by our mind laugh. One uh-huh, of the uh-huh. most intense matches I have ever been to. I shouldn't even say, like, like across all sports. Across all sports. That was the most fired up I'd been for match. I actually wasn't that fired up going into it. I'm like, ah, you know, it's cool, whatever. And then like the game started and I was into it. Uh, my girlfriend, after the match, goes to me and says, "You were really scary uh, t- during the match. You were really yelling, like <laughs> your veins were popping out when you were yelling at the players when they screwed up, and you know, like you were swearing <laughs> a lot and you were flicking people off and stuff like that." I was into it. I got hey, really. Why are you flipping I can, off? I can I can, relate. On? I can oh, relate.
2: I almost said a bad... I almost, I almost swore. I had to so, restrain myself. So, Steven, do you remember the 2015 FC Dallas Seattle, uh, playoff series by any chance? I do. Where, uh, where like, what, wa- uh, what was it? Like Teshrak and Delhi scored and then Chad Marshall scored late and then Walker Zerman scored in like the 90th minute. The sense extra time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember yeah, that. I was at that type game <laughs> and Jake, I can agree. I I, I was very scary. It was one of the most intense games I've ever gone to. Like, I think it's the nature of MLS playoffs. But it, it it just it brings out a whole different animal in you.
1: Well, especially when your team's not playing well or not, you know.
2: Or you, you have a goal in the 89th minute.
1: Yeah. Or that, you know, you just – it just comes – something takes over and you're just uh, – it's very primal, if you will. But how was the atmosphere, Jake? Do you remember or were you just too mad? Oh, well, the atmosphere was great. That was the first time. <clears throat> Everybody was liquored up? Well, everyone was – I wasn't liquored up. I actually didn't drink at all that day. Believe it or not, that was the first time I think the supporter section was in, was completely filled before the game even kicked off. Like, it was filled before the national anthem. Uh, I think Minnesota United sold more tickets to the supporter section than capacity because we had people just standing in the aisleways, like on the stairs and stuff like that because they couldn't get into rows and uh, security. You could tell security just didn't, they, they might have been informed about that because security just didn't do anything about it. Because you can have like a fire hazard there with there's people hanging out in the, the aisles or, you know, someone falls, they all fall, that whole thing. Yeah, you could just tell it was kind of like, eh, just look the other way, security. This, this, this is a
0: supporters section, Jake. You guys were rocking it. The the first, uh, once the kick, or well, once the game got kicked off, Armand, do you remember what I texted you guys? It was like, oh my God, this is loud. It seemed yeah, it like the entire baby. stadium was just singing, "When the loons go marching in." I mean, it was fantastic. That gave me chills, man. That's how you got to. That's how you sing a national anthem, right there. The loons proved to you. Oh my! I'll sing a national anthem. We didn't sing a national anthem. I, I yeah. know, but just substitute. <laughs> That, the atmosphere. You know, as an, I
1: just want to say, as an Arsenal fan, you really do love oh when the, you know your, your different variation of oh when the blank go marching in. You know, as a man who hates Spurs, you really do love oh when the Spurs go marching in, oh when the Loons go marching in, oh when the Reds go march. You love it. You can't get oh, enough of it. When the very, Patriots go very. marching in, that doesn't right doesn't work that way. Yeah, it still <laughs> works work work that way. Yeah, oh, it it doesn't work that way.
0: When the Pats go marching in,
2: uh, I delete.
1: Delete right. account. Delete right. account. I, I gotta get to a really important question though that one of our listeners sent in to us. Uh, it's from Manny from Austin. And he wants to know
2: who's the best looking out of the three of us. Uh, Should I go? Can I go first? Yeah, go first. <laughs> uh, it, uh, uh, I think uh, you know, like taking all things into consideration, it's Steven. Uh, the the cooking. Uh, the oh, emphasis oh, on the hair. <laughs> this is like a dating show all of a <laughs> sudden. The oh, emphasis yeah. on the hair. Like I think I, I think i's, I I can't put myself because I'm like growing out my hair right now my facial hair and stuff I'm trying to grow a, a nice little beard look like Jake a little bit uh but uh, I I think hot take I gotta go Stephen wow that no pun intended there hot with that hot take hot take, right? hot, take <laughs> hot takes you
0: <laughs> I I, you know, I uh, don't know what to say this is an awkward this puts me in a very awkward position Cause I was gonna say Jake's the best looking one here
1: <laughs> oh, oh, oh wow. Whoa. Wow, that this, puts me in the, an awkward position because I wanted to be biased and say myself. Now I can't. <laughs> now I feel like I gotta say Armand, so I'm gonna say Armand. <laughs> I think uh, he's got a lot of redeeming qualities about himself. Most notably his uh, his laugh there.
0: <laughs> yes. Ah, uh-huh. 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 he's a good uh-huh. guy. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yes, yes. Uh, guys, you know, Armand, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. We haven't done this, listeners at Unxam Soccer Pod. We want to hear thoughts. Real Salt Lake in Seattle. It's nil nil in the seventeenth minute. I'm on the I'm on delay since I'm streaming the match. But so far it's been uh has Seattle's hit the post, so we'll see how the game progresses. Armand you KG? have any – KG? KG? Is it cagey?
2: been KG? Spooky? Yeah, it's pretty fun though. It's fun. I love the damn I love this I love this camera. Like this camera work is night and day then staring from behind a net. Yeah, uh, it is nice not having a net in the way. Oh my god. Dude, that's can we just talk about that for like a couple more seconds? How embarrassing it is for MLS. That like, do you imagine being someone that watches Premier League only, a Euro snob, whatever you want to call them, and you're like, hey bro, like come watch some MLS with me, and he's like, bro, I will watch some MLS with you. You know what? This one time I will. Uh, it's perfect timing, no bro. And, he's, and he sits down with his. Well, since he's a Euro-snob, he probably likes IPAs or some shit like that. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
1: all right. This is, a, uh, all right, this
2: is uh, but, no longer a PG podcast. Uh, he <laughs> probably likes IPAs or something like that. And he sits down, and you're like, wow, isn't it such a great, he's like, it's a great atmosphere? The baseball pitch looks terrible, but it looks better than, you know, it usually does. And then the net comes in. If I was that Euro-snob fan, I would chug my beer and leave. He paid, go, Yeah, 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 yeah. I, ch- As I would, as
0: I would, a former I would, Euro oh. snob As a former Euro snob Former, yeah, right, yeah, right. <laughs> Steven used to be worse Yeah, I, I used to be Steve all I, I attended MLS matches Back in the day, like 2006 Okay, I was there but You still hated them and So I still showed up, I still spent my money I still watched them
2: We're happy for you yeah,
0: but the net happy. thing is an issue, and this Yankee Stadium playing on a football uh, baseball anyway, stadium. They
2: need a stadium, man. They need a stadium, man. I, I I know, like apparently, it's taking a lot of work or whatever, but they need a stadium, man. They need a stadium.
1: I um, not to cut you guys off here, but one final thought from our guy Jonathan in regards to being in Seattle for that playoff match. He says that was his third match at CenturyLink Field, so he has at least um, oh, some... Experience. Oh, him. he's so, a yeah, traveler. He's, he's, he's an experienced away fan, okay? Wow. Especially in Seattle.
0: That is hardcore, man. He loves he loves Sleepless in Seattle. He loves going to Saunders matches as an FC Dallas fan. Wow, wow. That's some dedication. Armand, we, I'm putting you on the spot. Let's get uh, two stars and one catfish from the opening weekend in Major League Soccer playoffs.
2: Alright, let's do it. Uh, star number one, Jordan Morris, three goals. Come on. Uh can you say anything else about him? He was amazing. And honestly, it he, he was uh, His I, first I, ever hat I, trick. First hat trick. Yeah. I mean he was uh truly a joy to watch. Uh oh, man, my, my, my second one. I mean, can I jump to the catfish? Let me jump to the catfish. No, real quick. you need a second and, star. Yeah, but about I want to catfish you first before I hit you the star. Uh I'm gonna okay. go Minnesota United. <laughs> they had the game, guys, like we talk about it, I would be so pissed if I was a Minnesota United fan and at that game, cheering in the supporting section, swearing and, you know, having veins pop out of my neck. I'd be so mad because they had that game. It wasn't like they played badly. I don't know, man. It was a kind of disappointing result. And my final star, congratulations, Philadelphia Union, first ever playoff victory in franchise history with a gritty 4-3 win. That's a star right there. Marco Fabiano at the weird goal to, to seal it. But that's a star right there. But let's go back to that sucker, guys. What I've been saying about Adrian Heath and the Loons, they they were pretenders. Me, me and Steven aren't surprised, but our friend in Minnesota might be.
1: They should have they, they won that match. They, they should have won that game. They should nope. have won that game. MLS
0: rigged it. That way they didn't. I, I, and I'm no, being tongue-in-cheek there. Right. I... I First of all, MLS did not want Minnesota to win. Great atmosphere, great stadium, fine. But they were desperate for that LAFC, LA Galaxy playoff match. Secondly, yeah, Minnesota had had it there. Fine, that's a catfish, but it's playoffs, and in playoffs you need uh, you need players to step up and and take those chances. I mean, Jake, not to get carried away here, but it looks like Minnesota United need. Need a lot of scoring, need a scoring option here in this upcoming offseason if they actually want to be a viable contender come next year.
1: I mean, if Robin Lude buries that chance right on top of the penalty spot there in about the 25th minute or so, that's a completely different game. They had, they, they, they that was like a, the perfect opportunity to really rattle the galaxy and. They never capitalized it on on that. And they had a couple other chances too. And yeah, I think the uh, MLS got the matchup they want. Um, So that's great for them. We'll see if it, uh, if it produces another magnificent, you know, three, three game or, you know, you have one team go up three nil and then the other team charges back. Like we saw in the first ever meeting between the galaxy and LAFC uh, I'm I'm gonna find it very funny though. This is like a very defensive minded match, and it's like oh, one nothing. There's LAFC. no
0: chance. There's no chance that comes comes about. I'm just it's saying. Zlatan two goals. Ooh, hot takes, uh, listeners. We'll be live tomorrow, same time, eight thirty Central Time. Hopefully, I'll be there. Hopefully, Hopefully. Armand's gonna be there. We'll be recapping Atlanta versus the Philadelphia Union. We actually have special guests. A special guest is going to be joining us, and then we'll we'll be leading you up to LAFC versus well, LA Galaxy. Maybe, maybe a
1: special guest is joining us. Depending, 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 depending on the, dep- the Atlanta Philadelphia match.
0: Yeah, yeah. Armand, last ten seconds here. Who's the Who's got the advantage in the Atlanta Union game? The Union shocker. All righty. Until next time, listeners. Mom, we have to talk. I'm getting a little too old for notes in my lunchbox. Really? Okay. How about
1: that pouch of Entman's Little Bites Muffins I put in there?
0: Little Bites? I love Little Bites! Entman's Little Bites Muffins. Made with real ingredients like blueberries, bananas, strawberries, and no high-fructose corn syrup are always baked moist and delicious. Here comes the bus. Bye, Mommy, I love you!
2: Entman's Little Bites Muffins the perfect portion of happiness.
0: Nationally ranked academics and a 94% job placement rate are hallmarks of an Ohio Northern University education. Polar Preview Day is November 9th. Visit onu.edu for details.